welcome to Mouse Ears Movie Thoughts, where we discuss all things Disney. I'm Hannah. I'm Riley. And I'm Caleb. Today, we will be talking about Strange World. So let's dive right in. Alright guys, welcome to episode 11. And as you just said, Hannah, we're talking about Strange World. So let's get right into it with the intro. The introduction, obviously, this was like Disney's 100th year anniversary anniversary or something like that. I would say this was the best intro I've ever seen in a Disney movie. It was phenomenal. Especially because I love seeing the behind the scenes of of the Pixar things, or not Pixar, of animated things. And so I love that we got to see what's behind that castle. Because for decades and decades, we never get a look of what is really behind it. And so I thought it was amazing, the intro they did, where you're like head level with the train, and then there's a waterfall that's like literally 10 feet behind it. And the music was like really top-notch and was like a grand opening for something i think it was the best intro and intro music i've ever seen yeah it was really good and like you said i love that we come in from behind the castle gates and you see all the houses and it's actually like a kingdom because i think a lot of us when you see the castle you just see like that's all it is it's just a castle but when you come out from behind you see it's a whole village a whole kingdom obviously lots of people live there lots of animals the animation was amazing. There were so many specific details they included with, like, each of the houses, the waterfall, like you were saying, all of the greenery, and then you come up over the castle, and it's, like, oh, it was just amazing. I really, really loved that. Yeah, I loved it because it was the 100th anniversary, and it was all gold and everything, and that they showed us behind it, like you guys were saying. I thought this intro to the movie was very cool fascinating (laughs) all right now let's dive straight into the movie and i think that it like one of the first scenes is or if not the first scene actually is they're in like the icy mountain and they're trying to trek over it and searcher almost dies like right off the bat i think that that first scene intrigued me so much it pulled me in because we already saw action happening in the first, like, this was probably five minutes, ten minutes maybe, we saw action. We saw the love and bond between the father and son. We already saw the main draw of the movie when they split up. And, I mean, we already saw the big main part of it. That is that plant that he finds. And it all happens so fast. You're on the edge of your seat within five minutes. Yeah. Um... When they were in the very beginning of the movie, when they were showing their journey of them, like, going through all the places to get where they wanted to go, the kid was, like, getting beat up and everything. It was funny, for sure. Yeah, I think, yeah, what you were talking about, Riley, with the, like, as Searcher is growing up and yeah. coming along on the voyages, that was all, like, comic book style, and I thought that was really interesting and different and it catches your attention and it keeps you hooked throughout the little mini backstory is there's a voiceover and then yeah they go straight into it with immediate what the movie's about the father son splitting up this plant that is like super great for them different reasons for traveling because he obviously wants to help the town while his dad wants to go and just 
he's exploring just to explore, basically, and to find new land. Um, kind of like you were saying, Hannah, when the father and the son were splitting up, what the heck? Like, great job, Dad. You're just gonna leave your son with these people? Like, I know you know these people, but still, I mean, I feel like that was a very harsh thing to do. Well, his son was, I think, an adult or close to it at that time. And yeah, I mean, he, it is still brutal, though. But still, I mean, he just... Like, just like that. I mean, yeah, he just left him. Which is, again, shows you the whole point of the movie of him valuing his son over just exploring. Yeah. And this is kind of off from what you guys were talking about, but I also immediately thought Searcher is, like, the worst name you can give to a kid. Yeah. That just seemed very, very in line with the father's career path. Of just, like, literally searching for behind the mountains. Yeah, I do agree with you. Um, his, his, like, searcher, who names their kid that? I mean, yeah, you're searching, but that is, like, the most just not a good name to name your kid. Yeah, I, I think a lot of this movie was just hilarious. There was so many funny points, and it really starts off strong, where he's, like, even just him getting electrocuted by that plant that caused the whole expedition to unravel. But that was funny. And then he goes back home and obviously he's grown up now. But so much more funny things are happening and the dog and just... The whole movie made me laugh over and over and over. I love that later in the movie we see the same the same tear that's happening with Searcher and his son... In that searcher wants him to be a farmer and the son wants to be an explorer like his grandpa. It it was interesting to see what searcher does in those moments because he's been against his dad for so long about exploring. And he thinks they should just build up the place that they have. And now he's having to fight with his son about that same issue. And then, of course, in the end, they all it all works out because it's a Disney movie. Yeah, well, and kind of like what you were saying, the dad named his son Searcher, and Searcher named his son Ethan. Like, the difference between them and just those names are just, wow, they're so different. Yeah. Oh, did you have more to say? No. Oh, I think, like what you were both saying, having two father-son relationships with only three people, because... That, like, that was just genius on the uh, production team, I guess. I The storyline, that was just so smart. Because if you have two father-son relationships with, like, completely separate families, whatever, yes, you can compare them, but you can always chalk it up to different circumstances, other factors, different spouses, different children. But this, you see the direct line of how things are going. And Searcher is both the son and the dad. And I think if he wasn't, he wouldn't have understood that point of view and wouldn't have been able to really see where his son was coming from in the end and understand, wow, like I was just like this yeah. and I'm doing the same thing as my dad. It really hits him a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is off topic, but 
with the dog like the dog has so many funny things in one of the first scenes he was like slowly eating away at um ethan's sandwich he was just really funny while we're on the topic of animals i guess splat splat was like the best character in the movie if you ask me yes he had like his own mini story of he was literally trying to draw Ethan in to kill him and then realizes that he's good after Ethan helped Splat and then he's trying to get all these big evil monsters to stop eating him. It was it was like a tiny story inside of the grand story and it was just hilarious to watch Splat go along the adventure and help him along the way. Yeah, it was. Splat was so cute and funny. And then the pink blob, I don't, I don't think she had a name, but the pink blob, the pink blob is cute and funny too. I just, I love the blobs. Oh yeah, Splat, before we even, before he even had a name, I loved him. When he was still like pulling Ethan into his like, the big group hanging from the tree or whatever, and they're going to eat him, and he wants him to die like so much. I loved him the way he just like is a goofball and he's like oh I'm so funny I have your thing come after me do to do into the death trap <laughs> like yeah I don't know I just love splat the way he moves the way he flops around and yeah. he doesn't even have a head like he his, his body is, is the head, head. <laughs> yeah, yeah like he but you still get so much emotion he has mm-hmm. no facial expressions at all no he really Which is, is really just different blue blob of animation yeah yeah. It's not even, like, uh, yeah. Like, I know with other things I've said, wow, I really understand them a lot. But animals have faces. Animals have heads and other body parts. And he doesn't even have, like, what'll be his leg at one point will be his arm the next. And again, he has no head. It's just body. He's never, there's no really up to him or down. He's just a blob, which is perfect it's amazing that's exactly what he was supposed to be and he just made me laugh over and over and over um on the funny topic with the dog about i don't know 15 20 minutes into the movie i finally realized oh my gosh the dog's missing an arm and <laughs> apparently hannah and caleb already knew about it but i just saw him dancing with three legs i'm like what the heck yeah, I really liked all the little things that they did to to inco- that they incorporated in the more in the movie to to kind of relate to a broader audience with the dog only having three legs or Ethan is gay or you know just like things like that. It's just I don't know. I like how Disney's becoming more inclusive in the things that they do. Yeah, and in my opinion, I think making Ethan gay was really big for Disney, and was a good move. And I love the fact that at the end of the movie, or not the end, but close to it, at the end of their adventure, we see that the whole thing that they're living on top of, and their whole mission that they just went through, is all one big giant creature that is just like swimming through the ocean. And it makes you think, are there other big creatures out there in the ocean? Oh, I didn't even think about that. And they're all just like big continents or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I really liked that whole creature idea. I mean, I was, 
partway through the movie before they even revealed that fact I was looking around and I've I've done a lot of like like just anatomy and all this other stuff and I was like oh my gosh that looks like the immune system oh my gosh that's like a heart oh my gosh these are like beating like what is going on here and then later on they're like oh yeah it's a creature and obviously at first they assume it's pando that is being attacked but of course pando is attacking the creature but yeah it was just like they did a really good job of that and again with like the immune system they were really specific with that where like they had the little reaper that went and told other cells with air quotes whatever you want to call them they went and told them and then they went and eat them and just swallow them up exactly how it is and some of them are kind of like a blob this is really hard with no visual but little like a blob curvy things that look exactly like other cells just swimming along fluttering on by yeah i caught on there were two moments where i realized or I, I pretty much realized that it was probably some larger being that they were on or in. Yeah. And one was when they literally say, oh, uh, it's beating like a heart. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was a dead giveaway. And then I caught on to it a little bit earlier when the dad, searcher's dad, I can't remember his name, but when he's slicing through the vines and then these big giants walk behind him and these little things fall down and regrow yeah. the grass. Uh, it looks suspiciously like cells re regenerating. Yeah, and healing it, healing yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which is exactly what it was. It got injured, and then cells came down and fixed it and created new life. So yeah, I think that they had little nods to it along the whole way, or like the windy forest was like the lungs. Oh, right, right, right. You know, like, they go through all the body parts. Like, you could the watch stomach them. stomach would be, like, the gas and the pit. Yeah, you could go back and watch the whole movie again and just go through all the different body parts. Oh, yeah. I thought that was nice, how it they show them going through the whole thing. Before you even know. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I mean, I don't take anatomy or anything, so I didn't know all that stuff, but I do agree with the Caleb. The heart thing was a dead giveaway. Um, but with, like, all the little things, I was asking Hannah, so what does that look like? What does that look look like? And, yeah, I think that it was really cool that they made that be an actual animal. And that is a good idea, Caleb. Is other islands or stuff alive? And is it just look like an island? Yeah. Because at the very end, didn't they, like, zoom out? And it's like the continent or it's some big island or something like that. I think so. I know it's just an island. I didn't know if there was a big continent. I don't know. But like I could definitely imagine a lot of them just swimming around. I mean, even if you just think Moana. Like, no, yeah. When the island came alive, I immediately thought of Moana. Of course, Disney isn't as integrative as Pixar is with that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But they have tried a couple times and this mm-hmm. could be a slight nod. Who knows? I mean lava, the short lava had uh, two volcanoes coming alive. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I going back to like the inside creatures, I thought that they did a really good job of making the creatures like animals, but not animals that we know. Because so many times 
people who are trying to make like fun fantastical creatures make like a jaguar that's blue and you're like okay that's a new animal sure but it's literally just the same big cat that we see just a different color or like they'll add wings to it or it'll be like a giraffe that's like different colored spots and Mm -hmm. like that's not anything different in this there was there was actual animals or creatures but they were so unlike anything else we'd ever seen and you still knew that they were like animals creatures Mm -hmm. they did a really good job of that it's usually hard to do to create something new so many times they did do a really good job with that because they have a lot of broad wide angle shots inside Mm -hmm. of the creature creature. (laughs) I, i don't know what the heck to call it that really show you just the huge environment and ecosystem that's like happening inside of him oh yeah and like you said you can see all the details on every little animal and you can see like the flow of the quote-unquote blood cells as they're flying through the air or like you can see the tentacles are actually pulling them forwards like all the little details like that that you don't really need to add in but it just makes it so much more believable and realistic but obviously it's still animation but yeah i think it was i think it was pretty good yeah yeah um and i i love the parents i thought the parents were really funny and i love how they made the mom of ethan also super adventurous and like flying the plane or whatever it is i love how they made those two parents just adventurous and then they had ethan i thought it was really good yeah and searcher's dad i thought man does this guy have some character flaws he is always full of him, full of himself he's like there's never enough for him he always has to do more always has to be the best always has to go farther just simply to do that just to go farther just to be the best he has no motivation behind it other than to do something no one else has done before yeah it, like i was he really made me cringe somewhat annoyed me at times but that's part of the movie again yeah i like i like the older version of himself that we see for most of the movie when they find him however many years later i I like what they did because you can definitely still tell it's the same character, but you can definitely still tell he's old. Yeah. And then I like that as they're progressing through the battles, you could say, of the movie, they start to look different. And he starts to, you know, he cuts his hair or he shaves his beard and he starts to mold back to what he used to look like. And that kind of helps us as we're watching it as okay he's getting a little better they're starting to resolve the conflicts a little more yeah yeah and i think uh searcher's dad is jager jager clade jager yeah jager jager yeah jager okay yeah 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 he was crazy and i mean when they're playing primal outpost i thought that game was a genius way to make all three generations interact yeah because it was such i mean obviously ethan is definitely the generation it's aimed towards but then the dads were going at it and you could see their thinking and how they wanted to play the game which they did beautifully of he always wants to use the hoe and the shovel and then the dad wants to get flamethrowers and machetes and it's like 
Yeah. Neither of them are focusing on the game or how it should be played. They're just focusing on what they think is the best, which is exactly the movie. Yeah, yeah. it's like how they're playing the game is representing to us exactly how they play life, the game exactly. of life. And uh, Ethan says at the end, before he storms out, they, they killed the ecosystem because that's the whole point of the game. You don't want to kill anything. You just want to... Yeah arrange it so that you have a perfect ecosystem which is ethan's point of life of i just want everything to work the best together it can yeah he doesn't want to farm new things and change how things are to make them work like searcher but he doesn't want to just kill the things that are hurting <laughs> him like uh yeager clade and so it's it's nice to see the different generations point of view and it's very clear throughout the movie yeah Maybe one of you guys can answer my question, but how did the how did Jaeger how did Jaeger get gas for his flamethrower? Oh, there was something because he had it did run out at one point, but then he had to get it up again. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think he just had like a store of it. Like I think he just had it all stored away, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I have no idea. And I really like how Splat is friends with just, like, anybody. I like how he's Ethan's, like, little pet. I, like, Ethan getting that pet, I think, kind of maybe helped him a little to be more open or something to his dad. But I like he was just a pet for him and was really nice to everybody and super friendly. Yeah, and I think... a good way that was shown was when they're trapped in the closet. Splat is trapped there too. But the dog is outside the door. And all the Searcher and Jaeger and Ethan are all like, come on, come on, just open the door. You got it, you got it, dog. Let's go, let's go. I forget the dog's name. But then Splat, because he's just a blob, slides under the door, hits the unlock button, and instead of opening the door so they can get out right then, slides back under the door so that the dog can be the one to set them free. Yeah. Like, that's just- what on earth? But again, it's just him being nice to the dog so he can feel accomplished and like yeah. he did something. I think Splat's the dog's character. name is Legend. Legend. Mm. And Splat was definitely my favorite character. And I, he came up in my notes like so many times throughout the movie. And again, he didn't even have a name yet. But first I was like, okay, this this little blob, he's amazing. I love him. Then I'm like, this Reaper dude, where's he Yeah, I love him. So funny. Then I'm like, okay, Splat, he has a name. I love him. He's my favorite character. I want to see him more. Like, Splat just... Splat is just so great. I mean, you can't get much better than that. Yeah, and I just love the father and son relationship. The whole time they're bonding and Ethan's learning that, okay, even though I don't like farming, you know, I can still do this and he's trying to save the day with all the immune system and everything. I love the father and son. Yeah, and I enjoyed, or I I wouldn't say I enjoyed it all, but I thought it was interesting that the searcher's friends, I guess, who came along on the mission, who's like the mayor of the town and whatever. Right would not even listen to them like at all when they literally came yeah. back and said we have to stop we have to turn around we're killing our island like we're all gonna die 
because it's going to die. Yeah. And she just did not have it. She did not care at all. She wanted to save Pando, and that was her only goal. She didn't care if she killed the thing she was living on. Oh, She wanted to have power and electricity for their town and literally locked them in the closet and just, like, turned away and kept on going. Yeah, and I think that, again, like, every character, even the mayor of the town or whatever, the whole thing of the movie, the whole message, I guess you could say, is that so many people are closed-minded to just their way and that their way must be the best because it worked for them one time and so it must work for them for the rest of their lives and for everyone else, which is clearly not the case. Like, although it was good to save Pando up at the top for them, you learn more information and now that view has to change you can't just ignore it and move on with your life and again with searcher he wanted to help pando and he had to definitely switch up his career path and life and literally everything about himself because he learned more information Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of the whole point is that you be flexible with your opinions and your ideas so is pando where everybody's living on top of the island pando creature pando is it uh it kind of goes throughout it 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 burrows down in deep and pando though is on top of its back pando is just a town that they live in pando's the plant oh right right which about that plant i had no idea it was the enemy until right up until he said Pando is attacking its heart, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Like, I had no idea. None at all. Yeah. I thought Pando was the the town. Yeah, no. Oh. Was the town living on top of the animal? Yeah. yeah it's on its oh, back. Okay. Golly, I can't imagine just living on top of an animal. Well, but you'd never know. It's so large and it yeah. moves so slow. Yeah, but then, I mean, going... When they went back home... Yeah, like, that would be weird. Right? You're just like, when you oh, know. yeah, I'm just farming on top of an animal. Yeah. Yeah, digging up a little of its shell each day to plant some more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Except I bet it's not planting Pando anymore. No, I don't think so. At the very end of the movie, though, I do want to talk about, maybe this is just me, but Diazo and Ethan, Diazo and Ethan, did they just live... Like, did they just end up living in the monster? Because at the end, it showed them a picture of them just living down there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think they're part of... Because, no, they're all, like, environment, and they love nature and yeah. all that. So I think that they were, like, a, like a research team to see Probably. what was going on down there. And how they can help this creature, too. Yeah, because... I mean, when you think about it, if it dies, you die. Yeah, pretty much. If it sinks and water starts coming through the ground, you know you're done. <laughs> I want to talk about how that was a big step for the dad. Because the whole time, the dad was like, oh, you got to do farming, you know, take after take after me. And then not only did he let him not do farming and do what he wanted to do, he let him live in the monster well, he went up and lived somewhere else. Like, I feel yeah. like that was a He left big... him. Yeah. To live on his own. I he mean... literally just left him. I mean, Ethan didn't even seem that old. I mean, 14, no. in my opinion? Uh, I was thinking, like, 16. 
Either way, I do not yeah. think he's even an adult yet. Yeah, he's yeah, I don't definitely so not over 17. So, I mean, that was a big step for the dad. I mean, the mom, too, to just trust him and let him go. Because the whole time, the mom was wanting somebody to watch Ethan because she didn't trust him. But then at the end, she ended up trusting him and letting him live all by himself down there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think the growth for Ethan through this movie, because what we've been talking about is mainly Searcher and Jaeger changing to become more like Ethan. Yeah. But Ethan also changed because he was so set against farming, listening to his dad or anything that they had to say. Mm -hmm. He saw his grandfather as like the best and his dad as the worst and couldn't see the middle, even though he, he probably wanted closer to the middle. He couldn't, he couldn't figure out a way to actually live that out or to make his ideas match that because he was gung-ho fire blazing quite literally guns shooting down anything in his path and then he kind of switches over and is more accepting of listening to other people and what they have to say because farming is good and exploration is good neither of them are the end all of their planet in their town well not planet i guess yeah (laughs) So, I think we can get into the ratings now. My rating for this movie is probably going to be a solid 4 flat. Because I was going between 4 and 4.5. But I just, I couldn't think of that wow factor that it gave me to give it a 5 or a 4.5. And I think it had some solid elements in it. And I'm going to give it 4. Yeah, I thought it was a little underrated from what other people had been saying. I heard a lot of reviews that it was kind of eh, it wasn't that great. Really? I loved it. I thought it was a four. I thought it was decent. Like, I went into it thinking, okay, this is probably gonna be like a three, like not Disney's best work, Yeah. Uh but it has a story. But it was actually pretty good. Like we said, all the characters changed. Jaeger, Searcher, Ethan, and then again, the captain of the ship even had to change her views and opinions. And I mean, the Pando hit me hard. I did not even know that that was the enemy. And that kind of set me like, whoa, this went a little bit higher because that was out of nowhere. That was so out of left field. Like, what the heck? But yeah, I give it a four. Yeah, I was going between either a 4.5 or a 4 actually but I'm going with a 4 and not just to go with you guys here's why one because I I love that Disney really went all out like you said every character from Splat to the captain of the ship to the main three characters I guess yeah Splat I didn't even think about him too yeah they all have their little mini stories or progressions or they change throughout the movie and I think the other reason I'm giving it a 4 and not a 4.5 is because I think it was slightly overhyped really you thought it was overrated I thought it was underrated I mean at least underrated by the people Disney may have overhyped it in like advertising and whatnot but yeah that's what I mean like the people for sure underrated I I didn't really hear too many good things about the movie but I think Disney might have slightly overhyped it just because Disney comes out with new animated movies every every now and then, you know? It's not yeah. like it's a big deal. That's their company. 
And they try to make every movie seem like it's, like, going to be one of the best ones that are coming out, which is obviously what you should be doing for your new movie. Right. But it hurts so much when you're hyping it up to a certain point, and then the viewers that are watching it don't really think it's getting up to that point. And then there are people like us three who watch it after both of those after you've seen all the trailers after you've heard about the public's review and then you watch it it just hurts it hurts disney's company and it hurts the movie in general and how much money it's going to make because people go into the movie thinking it's just going to be another not so great disney movie yeah all right so make sure to check out our website link down below also go check out our youtube page where there's a poll out of four episode ideas and our content is there so thank you guys for listening and tuning in see you next time